Toronto. He'll dance, he'll step, he'll shoot, and he hits it at the buzzer. No time left, and the Rockets have won the game. We are here to fuel your Rockets News, Rockets Field Podcast, presented by Clutch Fans. I am your host, LaShar Binkley. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops, or you can always find my written work at The Dream Shake or SB Nation, as I also write nationally uh, for SB Nation, so make sure you check in that out. As usual, we appreciate everybody jumping on every day. I'm flying solo today because it's real early in the morning, and right after, a, unfortunately, another Rockets loss. Uh, where they fell to the Clippers 109 to 101. They fell to 108 on the season. Um, unfortunately, this game kind of got away from the Rockets real early in the first quarter, where they were outscored by uh, double digits in the first quarter, um, going against the Clippers on a home and home uh, mini series, where they just lost to the Clippers a couple of days ago in LA, a game that uh, they actually had a chance to win late, but Paul George kind of took over. And they were able, the Clippers were able to pull that game out. And today, uh, last night's game, they pretty much came out real lethargic. Um, they weren't playing with any kind of pace. They weren't playing with any kind of urgency. It's almost like they forgot the game started at 7 o'clock. Um, and they were behind. And when you're behind and you're the Rockets, who aren't a really good team right now, and then you're playing against a veteran team, even without Kawhi Leonard, like the Clippers, um, you're going to be in trouble fighting uphill all game, and that's exactly what happened. The Rockets actually got close several times throughout this game um, to where they actually made it a game. But again, late in the fourth quarter, the veteran team took over. Uh, Paul George took over. Marcus Morris, a, a former Rocket, uh, he hit some big shots, and then the Clippers were able to pull away late in the fourth quarter last night. Um, so, like again, the Rockets fall to one and eight. Uh, not the start that they were hoping for, even with the tough schedule where you were hoping they can pull out a couple of games and maybe they shouldn't have won. Um, so far, the Portland game was a really bad game. Um, that's a game that they, uh, another game where they came out, didn't play with any type of urgency, a game that they could have won because that was a game that Portland didn't have Damian Lillard. Um, but not that there's any acceptable losses, but at least that they did play a lot better last three quarters, but at some point, more victories kind of go out the window if you continue to lose game after game after game. And that's kind of where the Rockets are right now, and it doesn't get any easier because um, the Rockets go on another road trip um, after this after last night's game where now they're going to go to Minnesota on Saturday. Um, again, they played 10 of their first 13 games on the road. So you're not a really good team right now. You're playing a bunch of road games against a bunch of playoff contending teams. Uh, that's not a good formula to uh, get off to a good start, especially when you're not taking care of the ball, which, again, the Rockets didn't take care of the ball last night. Um, they actually had – the Rockets had another 19 turnovers last night and only 17 assists. When you have more turnovers than assists, I'm not a mathematician or a math wizard, but 19 turnovers and 17 assists, you're probably not winning many games. That's not a really good assist-to-turnover ratio. So, again, the Rockets not take care of the ball. They're not a good enough um, half-court team to continuously turn over the ball uh, to where they're not getting possessions. And the Clippers took advantage of it. Um, so, 
that's kind of what happened last night. The Clippers took advantage of all the Rockets' turnovers. Uh, the Rockets weren't getting a lot of good shots. They didn't shoot well from the field again. Um, but a couple of positive things. Jalen Green did finally get his shot back. Uh, he had a pretty good game. He had 22 points. Um, Alperen Shangun was the best player on the court um, yesterday for both teams. He finished with a double-double. Unfortunately, he fouled out. But it actually showed that when you give Shangun the ball, no matter where it is on the court, usually good things happen. The Rockets had him in the at the high post. They had him in the low post. Uh, they had him running off the screens. And you saw how much easier the game is when they actually run in place through Shangun and not just doing a bunch of one-on-one. Um, so that's something they need to do going forward. I know they had experiment trying to start Fernando, but in a day we all know Shangun is the much better player. Um, you, if it's a matter of well, you're worrying about getting him touches. That's why you have him come off the bench. Then you need to figure out a way to get him touches in the starting lineup because right now you're not a good enough team to not have all your best players on the court from the start of the game. You need to have Shangun on the court. You need to have running some offense through him so that KPJ and Jalen Green don't have the ball in their hands 24-7. Um, and, again, KPJ has had a pretty good start to the season. He had been the best player coming into this game for the Rockets, but last night wasn't one of his best games. Um, he did finish with 22 points, but the shot was off. He had six turnovers, seven assists, six turnovers. Again, that's not going to cut it. Whether you think uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is a primary facilitator or not, no player can have six turnovers and come out saying that they had a good game. He has to uh, cut down on the turnovers, so the Rockets are going to continue to lose games because they continue to play really good teams in the next several games. Um, they don't really play a team that they, quote-unquote, supposed to beat until they play Orlando. Um because Minnesota embarrassed the Rockets several times last year. I mean, I remember one game, um, if I'm not mistaken, the first game of the, uh, they, they played Minnesota, um, where Minnesota was having so much fun that Anthony Edwards was calling timeouts for the Rockets. <laughs> um, that's how bad it got um, towards the end of that game. And Minnesota's not exactly coming out um, like gangbusters. They're only 4-4, four and four and they're having some of their own issues trying to implement in Rudy Gobert and – Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards saying I have no space. So they're not exactly playing their best right now, but still that's a team that you struggled against last year. And you want to at least come out and show that, you know, you're not going to get ran off the court again, but back to last night's game. Um, like I said, Shane Goon was the best player on the court for either team last night. Um, Garuba was one of the main reasons why they came back in the first place. Cause the Rockets were getting beat. They were down 17, 5, 20 to 5 in the first quarter. Then Garuba came in, changed the entire game as far as with his energy, something he does pretty much every single game that he comes in in his limited minutes. And then the Rockets were able to get back in the game. Um, much as everybody likes to down Dacian Nix, Dacian Nix was actually came in, he hit uh, four or six threes. Um, it was like the second game where he actually had three or more threes. And if I'm not mistaken, he's getting closer to 40% three-point range. Not exactly something I was expecting from Dacian Nix to start the year, that he would be one of their better three-point shooters. But when you're 1-8, you'll take whatever you can get at this point. Um, like I said, the, the Rockets um, struggled out the gate last year. They were 1-16 last year. They're halfway there this year, unfortunately. And at some point, you can only use the their young, their inexperienced excuse for so long. You don't expect the Rockets to come out in these first nine games and be seven and two, 
or even five and four, but at some point they have to win some of these games that they're not supposed to win so that we can actually start to see some of that progress. Again, I'm not overreactionary type person. I'm not going to say, oh, well, the, the sky is falling. It's horrible. It's over. Um, to me, I'm waiting to, you know, reserve uh, judgment till December, January, um, when these teams have been playing, um, you know, for a couple of months and there's scouting reports on different teams and then teams can make adjustments. But if we're getting around to December, January, and the Rockets are still playing this same type of basketball, then I'll be then I'll start saying like what is going on because at that point the Rockets should be playing much better. Um, majority of this team is back from last year. I know Jabari Smith they're trying to uh, um, you know implement him into the offense. He's struggling with his shot again. Not going to be too overly concerned with his shot because it was the same way with Jalen Green last year where he struggled with his shot. Sometimes it just takes shooters longer to get into the flow of the NBA with a longer three point line, faster, bigger players. So he shot him I'm not really worried about. Um, he did the one shot he made was from the mid-range, which was something I would like to see the Rockets do a lot more. They don't do that enough with Jabari Smith. I mean, he's 6'10, nobody can block his shot. Um, you can run plays where you uh get his initial defender off of him, something they did with Apra and Shangoon with Eric Gordon, to where they were able to get Reggie Jackson on Shangoon and Shangoon was able to get an easy basket. It wasn't in any type of devastating pick or some great uh, play that they ran. It was just a simple pick and roll to get a mismatch and something they need to do with Jabari Moore in the in the mid-range um, is get him shots to where he could actually um, get a better look at the basket instead of having to just take three-pointers with people running out at him when he's struggling with his shot. They need to do other things to get him closer to the basket so he can get his confidence up because we all know at the end of the day, a lot of this is confidence. When you're missing shots, especially as a young player, your confidence, I'm sure, is, is way down. And then you're hesitating and you're thinking about it instead of just shooting. So they need to get him shots closer to the basket um, instead of just shooting up threes all game long, something he's struggling with anyway. Um, there, Like I said, there were several plays where Rockets actually ran where I actually saw <clears throat> some type of offensive cohesion, um, like when they ran a double screen for Kevin Porter Jr. They got Kevin Porter Jr. going downhill, and then Alper and Shagun fall behind him for an easy layup. That's stuff that they need to do more of instead of just going down and running – Hey, it's your turn to run the offense. It's your turn to run the offense. All right, Kevin Porter Jr., you dribble into two or three people, get trapped, and try to throw the ball back out. They need to run some type of um, set plays. It doesn't have to be every single – because no team runs set plays every single time down the court. Even Golden State doesn't do that. But you have to run some type of similar offense to get your players easier shots because much as we love Jalen Green, much as we love Kevin Porter Jr., none of these guys are James Harden. I mean, let's just be honest. Maybe one day Jalen Green gets to that point, but James Harden is the offense. You didn't have to run plays for James Harden. As much as people didn't like him dribbling the ball so much, I'm guaranteed it made the job, uh, coach's job a lot easier knowing you can just get the ball to James Harden and then he'll make something happen one way or another. The Rockets don't have a player like that on their team. They need structure. They need, they need an actual offense to run to where they can get these guys open shots um, because right now, they're struggling on the offensive, especially around the paint. Um, it's been several times where the Rockets were actually shooting better from three-point range than they were from inside the arc. The Rockets struggle inside the arc for whatever reason, whether it's um, because the paint is clogged or whether they're just not running against the plays. Whatever the reason is, the Rockets are consistently shooting um, under 42 43% from inside the arc, something that you cannot do. I mean, I don't care how much you shoot, how well you shoot from three, 
um, eventually those three-point shots are not going to fall. You have to be able to get shots within the paint. The Rockets just have not been able to do that um, throughout this young season. And another reason why they continue to lose is their defense. Um, they've actually held the Clippers um, to you know 109 and then under 100 points the game before. But when you're not a good shooting team, you have to consistently be good on defense to win some of these games. And the Rockets just aren't consistently good enough on defense, especially in clutch time when they need stops. They just don't get them. They actually trapped Paul George for one play yesterday. And guess what happened? He got They got the ball out of his hands, and Reggie Jackson shot it up. And guess what Reggie Jackson missed, which he does most of the time. He misses three-point shots. He's not a three-point shooter. Something the Rockets should have did last game. If they would have did that last game against Paul George, trapped him, get the ball out of his hand, they probably would have won last game. But for some reason they wanted to continue to go one-on-one with Paul George. And another thing they did yesterday um, that I actually liked, they had Tari Eason on him, um, even though it was a couple of times where they, the Clippers were able to pick him off and the Rockets didn't get the trap that they wanted because Shangun didn't play good enough defense on the pick and roll. And – Paul George will ever get to the basket. Um, and that's another thing. The Rockets do not uh, run pick-and-roll defense well at all. They're probably one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to pick-and-roll defense. And teams know this. Teams have scouting department. Teams know exactly what they can run against the Rockets. And they do it over and over and over again. The Rockets continue to run drop coverage, especially when Shangun's in the game. And then we kind of see what the results are. And it doesn't really matter if it's Shangun. When Fernando's in, they run drop coverage. And then teams just continue, consistently – to the paint consistently get easy shots so basically what i'm saying is rockets have a lot to clean up uh and they have to do it fast or this can this season get out of hand real quickly because the rockets play a lot of good teams coming up and we can easily be seeing one in 16 one in 17 again um just like we saw last year if the rockets don't start picking it up and start playing better defense and start actually making some of the shots around the basket the rockets probably lead the league if somebody can look this up for me they probably lead the league and miss dunks and mix layups i mean they miss so many dunks and layups i can't even keep up with the count um but the rockets have a lot of things a lot of things to clean up coach Siles and the coaching staff have a lot of things to clean up um if they want to salvage this season, like I said, nobody was most people weren't expecting them to make the playoffs. I wasn't expecting them to make the playoffs. I was expecting them to win between twenty five and twenty eight games. But at this point, they're not even gonna get there if they don't start doing better. Um again, not gonna overreact. Tough schedule, young team early in the season, but at some point those excuses have to go out the door and you have to start winning games. Um, that's going to do it for our abbreviated show today. Again, the Rockets play uh, their next game on Saturday at Minnesota, so we'll see how that plays out. We'll probably have another podcast uh, with Vader AD. They'll probably be joining me on this next podcast coming up on Saturday. So as usual, we appreciate everybody that jumps on every show, checks us out on YouTube, checks us out on podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Remember to give us five stars. That always helps. That always makes us look good. Uh, we appreciate everybody that Loves our content that jumps on every week and joins us for the Rockets Field Podcast presented by Clutch Fans.